Hi, welcome to the One Liter Podcast. You will watch us drinking one liters of beer whilst talking about shies. Please like and subscribe. Welcome to the Von Liter. Prost. Prost. Welcome to the part two of the podcast with our friend Adam. <laughs> Oh, good to be here, gentlemen. So, Adam, I was asking you about um, the Jew- Jewish Sabbath, Shabbat. What, what is it? What is it? And when does it take place? Shabbat and why? You would take place from <clears throat> sunset on Friday until sunset on Saturday, and it takes place because we are commanded to observe the Sabbath by God, and it's basically a a time to relax, wind down, reflect. You know, pray to God for things, observe various spiritual services, spend time with friends and family. Okay, two things. One, is this every Friday and Saturday? Every Friday and Saturday. Okay. Uh, wait, three things. Second, what does Sabbath translate to? Does it mean anything? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, and three, when it comes to prayer, you guys aren't hand clasped, no. looking up. How does your, how does the, uh, like, because I, I, I'm pretty sure in, in Christian afterlife, it's like, you know, if you're righteous and pure of heart, you go to heaven or you're judged and you go to hell, but you guys don't have that, that no. the same thing. In- no. To the best of my knowledge, there's no hell. There is what is called the world to come or the world that awaits you. And based on what you do in this life, you you are allocated a portion of that world. Based on what you do, you could have a small portion, you could have a very large portion. Um, And that's not – I think that's necessarily not what we strive for, but we strive to do good in this life for no – I don't think we're motivated by a promise of afterwards, whereas – Like most Christians are. Yeah, Christians are are deterred by the idea of hell. Mm -hmm. It's more of a proactive fear in Judaism, whereas it's more reactive being Mm -hmm. like Christians are like, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be burning for all eternity. So they, they need to be persuaded to do good. They need to be Where, guided by fear. Yeah. If more, you do bad, you will go to hell. Oh, yeah. my God, I don't want that. I'll yeah. conform. But in Judaism, it's like, <laughs> I'll keep, continue to do what I'm doing, but there is a there is like, there is no hell, right? Like not, not the best So let, let's say someone, like, let's say you have a, a cousin or someone who's just a complete from the Christian perspective, a complete sinner, you know, abused drugs, uh, whores, women, just, just a complete piece of shit. How would he be treated introspectively in, in the afterlife for Judaism? Look, everyone's got their personal beliefs about how they would be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm of the opinion that, you know, there's, there's an idea of a ladder. And let's say someone who's born religious and only knows a religious way of life in accordance with Jewish laws, they'll start up here. And let's say they may only go up one rung in their lifetime. But someone who's brought up in not in a Jewish home, they are Jewish, but they, they sort of find their feet. They gradually become more observant. They follow the laws. They do things for other people. They go up six rungs. So it's more circumstantial than just saying, you know, lost my train of thought here for a second. You're right. But it happens yeah, a it, lot it, it, on it, this podcast. Of, <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. No way. Especially when you do a part two, and for everyone that knows the terminology, we are already quite schlugged. Schlugged. S-H-S-C-H? S-H-C-H? Chuck a C-H in there for I think to make there's it more two U's in there. S-C-H-U-U-L-G-E. 
E-D. Theoretically, Shlute. there should be a W there. Mm-hmm. With the dots above it. Shlute. Yeah. D- Theoretically. W with a, an umlaut Shlute. W. How, umlaut. Man, how weird are letters? Oh, oh my God. Dude, how's about the word limit, 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 limit? Right. <laughs> so, Don't even get me started on letters, dude. Because, like, how did we convince most, well, every English-speaking and then German-speaking and then a lot of other languages to use those same letters and sounds, and they're all pronounced pretty similarly. And then you've got the Chinese who are just like, we're just going to draw a mini picture for every single word. And depending on where the lines are, it's a different fucking thing. (laughs) I feel bad for (laughs) foreigners, man. (laughs) There, there, there. Yeah. It's so fucked. Did well, you, I mean, you say foreigners, foreigners, because I was saying they're not just fans of the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, worry about it, Shield. Don't worry about so, it. So, so I'm in. I'll I'm learn. in. It's the year is 2012 or 2013. I'm in. I'm in Toronto. I'm walking from my hostel towards the. Uh, uh, um, I can't remember the name of the stadium. It's where the um, Toronto Blue Jays baseball team are playing. Right. I'm about to go there. The park that's predominantly usually barren full of Jewish people, right? They've got the the curls. And I'm walking through with my brother and my my drummer at the time because I was with a band. And they were like, are you guys Jewish? What, you, you want a yarmulke? And they were handing out yarmulkes. And I was like, huh? and then they were like, oh, no, we're not. We're not. We're just passing through. And I was like, I wanted a fucking yarmulke. Because it was cool. It was like a white one and it had like dark blue writing on it. It looked cool. It was like, it was like Sanskrit or whatever it was. I'm not sure. But my question is, what is the difference between regular... Juden, and then the ones with the curls. What's the curls and the, and so, the big and the big fluffy? Um, in in Russia, they have the the big fluffy hats. They're well, called Yushanka. So, with every religion, obviously, there's different sects. Christianity has and Catholic, uh, Catholicism, yeah. Anglican, whatever. Yeah, there, there are also sects of Judaism. The alcohol is kicking in. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but I'm a hundred percent invested. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 hey you, guys, once you ask him, I had I had mead. What was that like? Twelve yeah, percent? Exactly. I'm concerned. It's I'm not a competition. Ab- I'm once, far above, guys. Once, this is going to send me to Jupiter. Exactly. By the end of it, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be talking like ancient fucking transcript. <laughs> once you ask a question, Joel, we need to hear the answer. I'm interested in your questions. All right, Adam. So. For those not listening, so you've got. I don't want to say. I don't want to say regular. Did you hear what you just said? What? For those not listening. For those not listening, which I hope of one day you will. Pizza! Who wants to get a slice of pizza? Someone move his microphone. No, 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 no. We're going to turn. Wait, yeah. So you've got, I'm sure for those who haven't seen it, I don't, I've never seen one in Australia, but you've you've seen the Jewish people and they have like the big fluffy hats and they've got the curly sideburns. What's that, you know? With the various sects of Judaism, I, I'm part of a community known as modern Orthodox, which are not overtly Jewish, but you might see them wearing a yarmulke um, and that, that community that wears the big hat, which is called a strimal. And they've got the tassels, which are called peyot. They're part of the Hasidic community. Strymel and peyot. Yep. So they come from the Eastern European communities that lived in little villages and what were called shtetls, which 
more widely would be called ghettos. Fiddler on the Roof, right? Yeah. So Fiddler on the Roof was situated in a shtetl, mm-hmm. and those communities were very traditional, kept to themselves, didn't like outsiders. You know, they were persecuted. They finally got this allotment of land, and they kept to themselves for hundreds of years. Those descendants moved to communities predominantly in the United States around New York um, and other cities, and they... Um, they kind of, in the same way, they kept themselves, they keep the traditions going. So they pretty much, aside from the modern businesses and certain phones and technologies, they operate the same way that the Eastern European communities operated for 300 years. Kind of like a tiny level of like Amish? Yeah, similar. Yeah, not, that's not exactly too where my mind was going. Not too dissimilar. I mean... And can I, can I ask, how does, you say, um, oh God, fuck, sorry, product, not Protestant, um... What was the acidic? Acidic. How do you? How does the acidic Jews look at them? Like, obviously, there's no, there's no dislike because we're the, you're the same. But like, is it like, well, we look at you guys with a bit of like, ha ha, you're not really appreciating yeah, I feel like science we, we, and technology and. Well, there, there's not. There's mutual respect, but there's also mutual like disconnect because they live a certain way and they would probably believe that a Jew like myself doesn't live in accordance with, with most of the laws, and I don't. So there's a level of hostility there. I'd, I'd say there's some level of hostility in a broader sense, but individually speaking, very welcoming, very hospitable. It's all interest, It's all uh, yeah, depending yeah. on the person. It, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. Disp- depending on the person. And, you know, if I went to New York to Crown Heights and whatever, I'd probably get invited to a Shabbat dinner um, sooner than if I was... <laughs> I don't know, walking around the street in any other country because they're, it's integral to their community as well. Mm. So I need to talk into the mic here, don't I? Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I was going to say, I do need to know? hear you. But I, I really respect that you have, like, your traditional and, like, regular things that you do. Like, I wish I had... Well, I mean, I could probably just set something up like this, but some some structure of, like, on Friday nights, I do this because it's important to do that, yep. right? It, apart from like on Friday nights, I record a one liter podcast and I get schlugged with Joel. So that's, I mean, it's not yeah. as wholesome. It mm. could be wholesome. I don't know. If I were a rich man. Can we, can I get Adam to just give me like, I know it's not going to be detailed because there's going to be too many tangents. How do you know? I'll zip and my I'm, lips. I'll zip my and lips. I'm, and I'm, we're very schlugged. Ask, ask, ask away. Give me a very broad like, <laughs> explain to me like I'm a five-year-old, what is Judaism? Like, don't go through the whole history because we're too far gone for that. Mm-hmm. But where did it come from? What are the values? And why do you do things that you do? Okay, let me just adjust as if you were a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spaghetti. It's Judaism is centered in the belief of monotheism, which is the belief in one God. Mono. So one. in his historic, well, traditionally speaking. <laughs> hey, maybe, I'll look. zip my lips. Mono. Just one. <laughs> just so you know, it's not two. It's you not, not stereo. It's mono. You may not know Latin. <laughs> hey, hey, you I might, know mono. Hey, you look. might not know I'm Latin. I'm a music producer. This comes down to everything I say. Ex axida probat. I know. The outcome justifies the deed. And that's that's my quote for everything I say. Mono. Yes. Monogod. So Judaism is centered in the, in the belief in one God. Now, traditionally speaking, the first person to recognize that was a guy called Abraham. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're all familiar with him. But he is the father of monotheism and mm-hmm. as such, the father of Judaism, Christianity, and 
Islam as well. All of it. True. So he was the first, I didn't know he was part of Islam. He, he was the first person to recognize that there was one God, you know, didn't like idol worship and all that. Not like Greeks and Romans who thought there was multiple. So he's splitting away from that Greek. Yep, splitting away from polytheism, idol worship, paganism, all that stuff. Yeah. So he would have had some sort of interaction with God himself. Um, you know, he, he did things a certain way in his life. There's stories and and things that are apparently concerned him that we, that we draw a lot of our traditional values from, like the welcoming of guests into one home, uh, respect of people, and just faith in God. He was very big on faith. So he everything comes from his family. He had a son. He had a few sons. He had one son called Isaac, where Judaism stems from, and he had another Burning son called, um, called Ishmael, which I believe Islam descends from. Who the was the burning bush? Moses. Moses. Right. So it all descends from Abraham and his family, and they observe monotheism and, you know, I don't know, practice religion in a certain way that was very different to everyone else in that time. Fast forward a few hundred years, there's generations between. So Abraham had a son. He had a son called Isaac. He had a son called Jacob, who had. 12 sons, one of whom went down to Egypt. His name was Joseph, who was sold into his into slavery by his brothers. One of the disciples, Joseph? No, so one of his one of Abraham's great-grandchildren in a sense. Right. And that you might know from Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat the play. Yeah. So that's Joseph. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so he was a biblical figure. Ah. Oh. That whole story comes from from the Old Testament. There you go. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. Big light bulb. Please continue. Prost. Prost. Continue. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Knowledge is really, power. Yeah, I'm Guarded really invested well. here because I literally have no idea. So Joseph gets sold down to Egypt and he gradually rises through the ranks and becomes the vizier or like vice whatever some important person, this famine in the land of Canaan, which is now modern-day Israel. Canaan. So his family and all of them, all of these uh, outsiders who believed in one God, come down to Egypt because it's prosperous and they find they settle there. The community develops through 400, for like 400 years or something. And then they grow very powerful and prosperous and plentiful, a lot of them. And that's when the Pharaoh gets threatened mm. that they're going to grow too powerful and overthrow him. Yavor. Greed. So they get put into slavery and they escape, and that's the Passover story. That's so, the Passover story. Why do they call it Passover? <laughs> Why did that make me think of pasta? <laughs> it's the way you pronounce so, it. Passover, think of pasta as well. within that story, um, Pharaoh is inclined to not let the Jews leave. So God sends down a series of plagues that uh, we had spoken about previously. Locusts, which destroy the cra- uh, harvest. Uh, frogs, which rain from the sky, which basically devoured everything else, really. And then raining blood. So the Nile... No. Ex- no? No, no, no. Help so, me out here. Help me out. So blood, frogs, lice, blood um, first. wild beasts appearing, all the livestock dying, hail filled with fire. That's right. Darkness. Brim, that's where fire and, and brimstone the, comes the from. The final plague was the death of all Egyptian firstborn. That's right. So uh, to avoid Egypt, the, the Pharaoh's first... Which was first, done by the Pharaoh. No, that was that was a plague committed by God, but the, it was kind of like a, yeah. you know, 
uh, a bit of karma for him, if you will. Mm. The Pharaoh's um, first son died, and that's when he lost his shit. But to uh, avoid he that, was in his crib. To avoid that plague, the Jews are instructed by Moses, by God through Moses, lamb, to blood. sacrifice a lamb, which was known as the Passover offering that's or the, the Paschal Passover. offering. Take its blood and paint it upon their doorposts, and God would come down with the plague, and anything that was marked as such would be passed over. Yeah. That's right. Passed did, over. Did you ever see the what? So he wouldn't go into over. the household and kill the firstborn. Yeah. Ah, did you ever you see the movie uh, without being harmed by this plague? Did yeah. you ever see the movie The The Village? No. The uh, M Light Shyamalan. You remember The Village? Mm. It was like an old horror. It was like maybe two thousand and five or something horror movie. Same thing. Lamb's blood cross on the door, and that was to mark: Do not come here. We're safe. We respect the law, etc. Yeah. So, in terms of relating it to movies, movie that I should watch to learn about Judaism. Yeah, dude. And here's here's the Mm. fucked up thing about Christianity Mm. as well, dude. Christianity, they stole so much. Like you've got Sangrenalia, right? There was a so Christians obviously had to Christians in areas, especially when there was a huge Roman influence, they had to. They were trying to push their religion, right? But they also had to make sure that the people who were oppressing the area felt they weren't super opposed to it. Around the time Christmas is, the 31st or something is December, is that right? 25th of December. 25th of December, that's the one. Yeah, I don't even give a fuck. Um, there, was a, there was a religion, there was a holiday in, in Roman history called Sangrenalia. Basically, the men would give each other gifts and beat their women, right? About what a time same, to be alive! About the same as <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just about the same as like exactly. Giving, yeah. <laughs> about the same as giving each other gifts, right? Mm. For Christmas. So the Christians, among other things, like I'm look, I'm paraphrasing here, but there's a lot of there's a huge list. The Christians were basically like, okay, we're being oppressed here. We want to celebrate this. Hey, Roman uh, centurion, who's guarding our fucking province. We're celebrating this. It's very similar to your holiday. What do you think? He's like, mm, fair enough. All right, you know. So it's like that Christianity's built on that shit, mm. stealing past religions and other other um, cultures' holidays to integrate to make sure that they weren't prosecuted mm. overly. It's the same thing, right? So this Please is where continue. this is where Passover comes from, right? Mm. The the Passover comes from. The avoidance of the avoidance um, of the death of the first, first plague right. of the death of the firstborn. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, love it, love it. I would like to tangent here for a second. Yes. Please do, please do. Monty Python. Ding 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 ding. Any thoughts, Joel? Here's the thing. I've only seen two Monty Pythons in my life: the Life of Brian and the Holy Grail. Holy Grail is my favorite. I've seen other other. Things people have ex- like uh, Mr. Creosote and stuff. Mm-hmm. I found them hilarious, but I just haven't sat down and watched the rest of Monty Python. But Holy Grail is my all-time favorite. Yep. Phil, there's a part where Lancelot, he's like running to this keep to rescue this prince who's in in trouble, and it's like ding 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 ding, and the guards are watching him, and then he, he takes back to where he's ring ding 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 ding. Mm-hmm. He's like <laughs> running, and he comes back again ding 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 ding, and they're just watching, and then the next minute he he appears and he's in front of this kingdom this like castle and he like stabs one guy and runs in to liberate this prince <laughs> and the other guard's like hey and just doesn't care and he runs <laughs> it's a, a, a wedding's a wedding's going on and this dude's like stabbing the the, the bride and he's stabbing all these people and it's just yeah 
No, it is. Oh, have, have you encountered Monty Python before, Phil? Yes, drink your liquor. Drink your poison. No. Yeah, of course, I know of Monty Python, yep. but I have not watched either those two movies. I, I would highly recommend watching The Life of Brian, which yeah. I believe was made in the early 70s. It's and, been on my list for so long. And it's still as relevant today it is. As, what, as what it was 50 years yeah. ago. Life's a piece of shit. When you think of it. When you think of it. <laughs> you know how you say that I make out like I'm a movie buff? I think that's like a thing that comes from me speaking to Joel is, because he is really a movie buff. Is that, and, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing I like about Philip, and I'm going to give you props. You may not know as many movies, but you are very intelligent when it comes to breaking down movies, and I will give you props for that. So I've I've done I've done scene work where I've I've wanted to just for, just for my for posterity, I wanted to record a scene from any random movie, right? Could just because like it's good for my resume, acting resume, my showreel. I'd be like, hey Phil, look, um, I'll send it to him on Tuesday. Here's the script. I want to film it on Friday before we do the podcast. Can you help me out? Yeah, bro, no worries. Lighting, cameras, and all that stuff. By the time I get here and we start to film it, Phil's like, so your character's thinking this, this, and this, right? And I'm like, didn't think of that. So. Thank you. You're very logical when it mm. comes to human emotion. I think I'm a bit of a sociopath when it comes to human emotion, but you've got to. Yeah. I like to. I like to. I like movies that I like. Like yeah. that's. I don't branch out too much. If I'm like, oh, I don't think I'd like that. I'll just won't do it. Or yeah. if I'm like Monty Python, I really want to watch Life of Brian. It's been on my list for ages. My thing is. I'm not. Life gets in the way, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, life gets in the way. A, I don't sit down and watch a lot of things often, and B, it's like, and this is this is controversial because I know that there's a few movies that make the cut, but I don't like older films. I just watch them and I go, ugh, it's not. It doesn't meet my no. production standards. I understand. I used to be like that, like when I was a younger kid. My old man would it'd be like Saturday morning. It'd be like the Channel 7 or Channel 9 or Channel 10, like uh, Looney Tunes kind of things mm. would be over. And I'd sit there. My old man would finish his fucking mowing the lawn and whatever. He'd sit down, boom, put it on the TV. It'd be like a 1960s black and white film, right? Mm. Hitchcock film. And I'd sit there and be like, fuck, this sucks. And then I'd sit so there. So boring. And I'd sit there and I'd be like, okay, so she's distraught about this. <laughs> and then I'd sit there. And here's the biggest thing. I've told Phil this story, right? I was a bit iffy about the black and white films growing up. And then first Shrek film, I'm sitting in the cinema. My old man took me and my older brother. He's three years older than me. We're little tackers, right? We're sitting there watching the film. I'm sitting there watching it. Uh, what was Shrek's missus's name again? Fiona. 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 I was about to say Veronica. Fiona runs back into the thing when it was like the moon was coming up. My old man, I'm, my old man sitting in the middle of me and my two brother, he leans over and goes, I bet she's an ogre herself. And I went, What? Fuck off. What the fuck? Yeah. And the next minute, she's a fucking ogre. From that moment on, when I'd wake up in the morning at 6 a.m., mum's cooking breakfast, my old man would be watching a black and white film. I fucking paid attention. Because, like, my old man's on to something here. He knew did what he movies have, were made of. Yeah, have, exactly. so to speak, extracurricular knowledge of ogres? Because... He didn't, but my man, my old man's, my old man's like a... Like, he knew I how movies I, work, man. That's, that's the only my, reason she would run back at in. At that stage of the movie... Yeah. It is not made clear to the audience that someone can change into an ogre. 
My old man's my old man's a smart guy. Sounds like it. He my old man. I could say it, I, he related ogres to werewolves. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. My old man could be sitting here right now, and I could say, "Hey, Dad, what uh, what was the first? What was the second year of the Crusades?" He'd be like, "Uh, fourteen eighty-seven. He's he's. So I would quick. say witch crusades. Ooh. The the sec yeah, uh, Richard the Lionheart's <laughs> crusades. Like, he, he, he'd probably ask the same thing. Yeah. So, um, but look, Phil. And because the thing is, like, because I've studied acting and I've studied how a script is written, how a director approaches each scene, how does he how does he focus in? Okay, this person has just found out that this person who's raised them all their life isn't their mother, but it's actually their grandmother. Who's their real mother? How am I going to frame that? The old Jack Nicholson. Exactly. Mm. These are the things that I've slowly learned. So when I watch a black and white film, I'm not sitting there going, oh, my God, the production shit. They all talk like this. Hey, say, what yeah. are, hey, Shani. Yeah. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at, oh, my God, this person portrayed this emotion how? Like, So that's the thing. So, look, no, it's it's not like if you were sitting, if I brought you into a room full of, like, 20 people and they're all, like, huge acting history buffs and mm. acting, right? And they were all picking up things that you weren't picking up. I wouldn't sit there and go, oh, Phil, you're a peasant. You don't know anything. I'd be like, you just, you're not, you're not initiated, right? Yeah. I don't, like, if I, I, don't if any, I sit there. I don't feel any shame for that either. Yeah, yeah, we're not, exactly. not going to sit down and force you to watch the jazz singer. <laughs> I, I, ring, 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 ring. I don't and know you, that one. And you couldn't, Adam. It's the, fir- <laughs> the first talking movie. Is it really? It it is. It was. Wow. It, is. it was. It still so this, is. So there's the, no way to change that. The originals was like someone going, and then it come up black and white with the writing. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first ever like recorded wow. speech. Yeah. I've never the seen first, that. I believe it was the first time the sound or speech was synchronized, and it was uh, the star was a guy called Al Jolson, who was the greatest entertainer of his day. Damn. Um, Al Jolson. I, I know Al Jolson, but I haven't. I don't know yeah. Al Jolson. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't know him personally. Die, I, I'm a but... die. I'm a die hold. Diehard die Al, J- Al Jolson fan. <laughs> Fuck yeah. As a 25 year old. What's his something that I may know? Um, What's his something that I may know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The liquor is kicking in, people. <laughs> Accept it. <laughs> yes. Al Jolson, what's he done? He wasn't the guy who originally did like those like crazy fucking um, Chaplin esque like stunts. That was no, him, no, was that it? was Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton, he did like the train in the fucking. Yeah, and, and the house, the front of the house fell, and he was standing in a spot, and the window <laughs> came down onto him. Why haven't you brought him on the podcast earlier, <laughs> mate? This gonna... this guy is my spirit. Do you spirit, know what? Like, do you know how serious I am? He's going to be a regular guest. I'm buying another one of these. Yeah, I'm well, sick right. of this. I'm sick of hearing the glasses. But here's the thing, I think Phil. It, that's your microphone. The reason we can hear the glasses clonking on the table. Do you know how we did a segment where we were trying to do films and narrate films, and we were kind of like <coughs> we were nowhere? I, I think, believe so. I think if if our, our brother here was a part of the, it would have been a bit more lucrative. Phil, we need to get you on the... I think once you complete the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you'll be all good. Don't watch the Hobbit ones. They're a bit... You know what I'll never watch, which you might be upset about? Lord of the Rings? No. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. You bastard. I'll never watch it. Let me tell you about Star Wars, right? There is, if only there was a boo button over here. <laughs> There's like... I purposely didn't put a boo in there. Star Wars is whatever. Why will you not watch Star Wars? It doesn't interest me whatsoever. I've seen plenty of clips and stuff and plenty of um, parodies and whatnot, and I just am not interested in the universe of Star Wars. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed. Mm. 
Okay. As a, as a, and I'd be lying if that didn't give me a little bit of a thrill and motivate me more to not watch it. <laughs> Star Wars is a very interesting tale, and the thing about the first three films you need to understand is that this is the seventies. Even if you watch the first three films, which is realistically four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. You didn't even need to watch anything else because it's like enough. This was at a time when nothing else had really stood up. So, like, here's, a, here, here's an interesting fact: Hollywood studios used to make a lot of small productions, TV shows, and small movies that kind of you know whatever. And there was a small group of directors that they hired at one time, maybe the late mid to late seventies. Mm-hmm. It was Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg. George Lucas, and I think it might have even been Capola. Francis Ford. Francis Coppola. Ford Capola, yeah. yeah. Right? So these four were just doing like little small productions for Hollywood studios in LA. They were doing like little TV productions. Oh, darling, how dare you say that to me? I think you should move out of this house, Georgie. Oh, you know, <laughs> one day. <laughs> pow, right? You the know, yeah, pow, right? The kisser. Pow, yeah. So, like, and then one day. One of these, one of these guys, his name was George. Uh, um, Steven Spielberg was like, "I want to make a movie about a shark that fucks mm. people up. Give me this amount of money, and we're going to go and film it out in like the the Boston area, right?" And they do, and and it's great because Steven Spielberg had never made a film of nobody had ever re- really made a film that intense about in around water. So Steven Spielberg set the scene for like, this is not what you need to do when you're filming in water. Don't film at this time. Cause the sun goes down. The, the waves can always be choppy. It's always fucked. So he had a lot of issues like prop setback, setback studio. We need more money. Come on, please give us more money. Like a lot of issues. They filmed Jaws. Amazing. Through the roof. Can't yeah. beat it. And this yeah. was like a low level fucking Budget. Hollywood Studios director actor. Fucking boom. After that, he did like uh First Contact. What was that film? Close Encounters Close of the Encounters Third of the Kind. Film. I love this guy. This guy. I love this he guy. knows shit. He knows shit. I love you. So and then you've got Scorsese. Scorsese's like, oh, I want to make a film about a mafia mafia boss. Boop, 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 all that shit in the boop, family. Boop, boop, boop. Makes and the I f- want him to mumble. Makes the fucking <laughs> godfather dude. Yeah. So this was like, these dudes, and they all grew up together. It's like It would be like us hanging out and then making podcasts that were like above Joe Rogan's, right? Crazy shit. He makes, Scorsese makes the fucking, the god, no, no, Capilla. Capilla makes the godfather dude. Marlon Brando, they had to fight to get Al Pacino in the role. Nobody wanted Al Pacino. They got Al Pacino in the role. Al Pacino killed it as Michael Michael Corleone. Al Pacino's fucking acting career went boom, right? And then you've got George Lucas, low-level George Lucas. He wants to make this sci-fi film about this, this, and this, right? Studios Studios like, okay, we'll give you this, whatever. Makes fucking Star Wars, the first film. And look where Star Wars is now. Mm. George Lucas, the fucking genius, when he's working out deals with the studio, he said, I'll give you guys the rights to everything, but I want the rights to to the merchandising. Ooh. So the studio gets the rights to the movie and all that selling. George Lucas gets the rights to the merchandising. Lunchboxes, oh socks, God. all that shit. Yeah, Dude, he's, he's a made multi- a killing. Killing. So these, these low-level bitch-ass... Look where they are now. Okay, so 
George Lucas makes that, kills it. I have I would never try to argue the success of Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. purely personal opinion that I believe. And have I, you seen and Indiana probably, Jones? Have you seen Indiana Jones? Um, uh, what's I feel the like Ark seen, of the Covenant? The I first feel like film? I've seen one, Last but this Crusade, was years Temple and years, and years ago. Temple of Raiders Doom is the third one. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom and the Ark of the Covenant. I think I've seen no, the one. Ark of the Covenant is the first one. Last Crusade. Last Crusade is yeah the yeah. Doom. We won't even talk about the Crystal Skull. <laughs> They're making a new one. I don't know. <laughs> okay. If you've seen, if you've seen. You may as well see, say that I haven't seen it because I'm pretty seen sure Indiana, I've seen one. Indiana but Indiana Jones it... films, and you like the Indiana Jones films, that was Lucas and Spielberg. So if, if you like, yeah, dude, they were in it together. Realize this, yeah. So mm. if you can watch the it first, me. if you can watch the first Indiana Jones films, the first three, and enjoy them, Star Wars will be like ecstasy to you. I, you agree? I still won't watch them. Do you... look. Do I think you? I think that you misunderstand it as a sci-fi movie about space. I don't misunderstand anything. I it, it is. I know what it's about. Much it's, much it's like many plenty. much like many other movies, it is a story about an individual's journey. Love, deceit. I have seen a video of someone just doing a direct comparison with J.K. Rowling doing a version of Star Wars. <laughs> Harry but Potter. Phil, if a- magic is real, mm-hmm. will it be discovered or invented? Ooh. Well, here's the thing. He's you don't you. know magic, and then you're discovering that someone can do magic. Have they invented it, or did they discover it? Is that what you're asking me? Chicken or the egg? Did the witch invent the magic, or did she discover it? Did she find it somewhere? Or was it all just a hoax, because witches didn't get sick from the plague because they owned cats, which got rid of the rats, so they didn't catch the plague, so then they were witches. Well done. And then the guys that were dying from the plague were like, you must be a witch, let's burn her. We're idiots. Man, history really doesn't put a good name on men. That takes me to back to Monty Python as well. Mm. Um, you know what gets the goose? Do you know what yeah. gets overlooked yeah. in a, films? A duck. Yeah. Who are you, so wise in the ways of science? Yeah, Phil. Can I just say, I want you to hold that thought because I'm interested in your opinion. Mm. This is the beautiful thing about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Does that it's make so, me? <laughs> no, no, no. It's so far in the future. That you're not worrying about these kind of little little human little issues that humans are trying to deal with. I appreciate no. what you're trying to do, Joel. I'm not going to watch the it, first but thing... I I I appreciate the story and that it has high impact. I'll, I'll I'll make one final point and we'll move on. Okay. Star Wars is not in the future. It is a long time ago, <laughs> in, a, in far... a galaxy far 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 away. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what the cool thing about Warhammer 40k is? What it is our reality. Oh, yeah. 40,000 years in the future. Dogma. Fucking, like, yeah, racism, xenophobia is huge. Not racism, xenophobia is huge. Yeah, go on. Do you know no what, more 40K. Do you know what doesn't get the spotlight enough for movies? Whores, the, backdoor Whores 9. The soundtracks. <laughs> The soundtracks mm. and who makes the soundtrack? I love Zimmer. <laughs> no, I'm not Dude, talking about Zimmer. Do you know what my first love was? People listening to fucking this and that. My first love, bef- like, here's the thing, right? When you're in primary school, when you're a young kid, 
You don't have a particular taste in music. You listen to what your parents listen to. You I listen, was one once, I know. You listen mm. to what's on the radio when your parents drive. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I was there. When you get to high school, you start to listen to your yeah. own music and you start to like, oh, I'm into this. My first taste in music wasn't rap, which I did end up loving. It wasn't metal. It wasn't fucking this and that. It was music scores. Oh. So you don't need to fucking justify music scores. I'm not trying to say people should listen to music scores on their own. I'm trying to say how they make a film. For instance, Jaws. You're saying, hey, I want to make a movie about a shark. The producer that made the score for Jaws did so many movies, including... Bill's fun fact. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that. Sorry. Give me that five. I lost the name for a second. John Williams. John Williams makes the soundtrack for Jaws. And you know what he made the soundtrack for, Phil? Home Alone. Star Wars. Star Wars. I was going to say Home Alone. (laughs) Everything. How? How? Dude, I, I understand that. But. It's like shuffle. I understand that. But shuffling noises. Anything, anything that is like a great film, it'll have a memorable jingle, right? For sure. Jaws. I can't hum the the Home Alone one, but it's very memorable. Christmassy. Star Wars. Is it? Star Wars. Obvious. Very obvious, right? Even Phil knows it. That's the, yeah, yeah, that's the Home Alone one. What, okay, uh, yeah. what I'm saying is it adds a ton of emotion. So if you watch, for instance, a black and white film in your example without any music, if there was no music, like I think music came before recorded voice. Is 100%, that correct? 100%. Yeah. 100%. There was, there was a guy playing an old, an old pianola or piano or whatever it was next to the so projection. Think, yeah. So the, I think we got to give a large... Or at least a solid percentage of the success of a film or a production to the score that came with it. Abso-fucking-lutely. We yeah. can't take if away you watch, from it. If you watch any movie without sound and just the audio, it is fucking nothing. Boring. Music, music cannot exist without film, and film possibly can't exist without music, but music can exist on its own. I'd like to take us on another tangential journey here please can i just say though like <laughs> despite our debates and stuff we're debating for the right reasons and thank the emperor <laughs> and david of, of Rome? for for um for arts death to ming death to ming and to the arts uh, death to can ming we, can we discuss for a moment let's do the it. laugh track oh my god <laughs> For what? Any old Anything, sitcom? Anything. Any sitcom. Discussing, discussing a movie without music has reminded me of a clip I've seen recently from Friends. Oh. Without a laugh track. Of Ross without a laugh track. Oh, And let me God. tell you, it changes the character completely. <laughs> Everything. Can I just say, to, to add gravitas to what you're saying, I, did you ever watch Scrubs? I did not, but I'm never one to shy away from adding gravitas to what I say. Excellent. I, I, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, give him, you got to give him props come on, for that. Come on, come on, yeah, come on. I'm going to give you props for giving him props for that. So, in Scrubs, the main character, JD, there was multiple characters, but JD that- was the main character. He was the black-haired white fella. Zach right? Braff? Zach Braff, right? So he would say, he would talk and then he would go. So, like, think about, like, 
I want you to say out loud, Phil, get you to say like, oh my God, I really like this girl, but she's fucking with me. Just say that out loud. Oh my God, I really like this girl, but she's fucking with me. But look at me while you're saying it, right? No, no, look at me while you're saying it. Fucking with me? No, there's a whole sentence like, I really like this girl, but she's, you know, she's not really giving me what you want. And then you look at me while you're saying it, right? This is like Braff. Oh my God, I really like this girl, but she's really not giving me what I want. Exactly. That's Scrubs. So someone took that inner monologue from Zach Braff and cut it out, and he was like this. And this chick says to him, what do you want to do tonight? And it goes for like a minute 30. It goes for like a fucking minute. And it's like, what the fuck am I looking at here? It's the inner monologue. They removed it. Yeah. So there as soon you go, as you remove like, some audio, like the last track... <laughs> Shit changes. Like, shit becomes less oh, yeah. funny without the laugh track as well. Especially, I saw. I didn't see the Friends one. I saw the Big Bang Theory one, oh, and yeah. that was terrible without the laugh track. I was like, this is just awkward and weird. Can I, guys, can I show you guys this? This is exactly what I'm talking about. Bring it up on the screen, So what do you want to do yeah. now? Oh, this guy. Usually as an inner monologue here. How ridiculous is that? I, is that a Joel? That usually has an inner monologue. I always think when there's inner monologues, right? When people are thinking out loud in the show or movie, how difficult is that to film? Is someone reading that monologue to them as they're doing the reaction? Like, this is going to be your inner monologue. I'm going to say it now. Oh my God, I can't believe she just asked me on a date. And you're, you're just going to have to react like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can I ask you something? Can I? Can I bring? Are you done with your tangents? <laughs> are you I fucking pre- done, I don't Adam? Presume so. Okay. Adam, are you fucking we done can with close your tangents? This one off. All right, go for it. <laughs> you're about to. <laughs> you're about to close it. Is it is now closed. Here's the thing. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> nice segue. He kills me. Nice this guy. segue. Here's the thing, right? So Philip brought up last night the idea that human beings are all different, right? So. My interpretation of anger would be different to your interpretation of anger. The different chemicals running through my body for the feeling of anger would be different to yours, but we show the same level of anger, right? I would agree with that, and I hope we don't find out. Wait, wait, wait. This all stemmed from my theory of, and this I don't believe that this is the case, but it could be in an alternate universe. What if every human being sees colors completely differently our brain registered colors completely differently and we would never be able to test or find out unless you became another human because whatever i've been taught as a baby infant this curtain is blue whatever that registered in my brain as you could register it as like what i see as red but you've been told that it's the label blue for your entire life and then uh just to add on top, the cherry on top is like, what if every human had the same favorite color, but it's because we all see it in that way, but we've been taught different labels for it. Welcome to the Existential Podcast with Phil Correct. Correct. Welcome to the Two Leader Podcast. This is where I counteract that, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not counteracting it for the sake of it. I love the theory that human beings all have different experiences, and that's why I brought up yesterday with the idea that all human beings have different fingerprints, right? To an extent, it has to be true. Maybe not to the extreme of what I just said with the colours, but to an extent, we all experience things differently. In a way, neuroscience doesn't back that up, right? 
So How? They, they do studies where human beings We need could, a neuroscientist yeah, yeah, yeah. guest. Human beings could sit there, electrocephalogram is attached to their head and they're doing the tests, and they say, all right, you should be feeling the, the mood of love right now and everyone feels maybe they have images and they look at love and they, it, they see on the imaging system that this a certain part of your cortex is highlighted because of love. This is critical thinking. This is complex thinking. This is love. This is happiness. This is sadness. This is what? Everyone has the same thing, right? Yeah. That's one thing. It How is, would you translate I, to the colors part? The colors is a hard part. I know. Mm. I, I agree. But with colors would also come emotion, right? Surely. So yeah. like like it's yeah, the same. It's absolutely, it's the same yeah, thing. Absolutely, when it, like red being like the Valentine's, psychology yeah. when it comes to to lights, right? <laughs> red is stop, orange is uh, and green is go. When you look at green, because we all we all our ancestors grew up in the forest. Green is a very grounding, very comfortable color. That's why green is the happy color. When you wear green, statistically speaking, and science and and uh, emotional and all that bullshit, neuroscience speaking, green is a happy comforting kind calming color much like blue red is a very aggressive quick moody yeah, huh? yeah. A yellow is a very in between but still very much on the way to red right this is why i preface it with saying i don't believe this is the case but there could be a theory that this might be it but for instance when you say like the human the human right. eye and brain can see the distinguish differences with the color green the best. That's why night vision goggles are green. I agree that that is a consideration, but why? If we're thinking, no, that I'm, I'm agreeing with your point look, now. Yeah, look, I'm agreeing with your point because the color look, green, it might be a certain thing forest, about that shade. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Because humans can see more shades of green than any other color. That's mm-hmm. a scientific fact, right? Because That's we obviously night our, vision goggles. Yeah. Our Homo sapien ancestors, if we want to go down that route. Grew up in the forest, and we saw I, Adam, different we predators. Want to go down that route? No, no, no! D- don't, don't fuck with me. We see different <laughs> predators in in the green and whatever, right? We got jaguars, we got saber tooths, we got that owl. Had to had to experience that, right? If if that is the be all end all, and we're not talking about theology, and we're just going straight to biology and and the hum- and like, there's no religion involved and there's no gods or anything we're just talking straight material facts we're living in a material universe then there is no reason why my adaptation of blue would be any different to yours in your brain i see blue you see red doesn't make sense in an evolutionary sense point and this is why i was considering this last night you and fucking em were laughing at me i was like no I was trying to, I was trying to find validity. I get it. There's to what you were saying, of, there's plenty of holes in my theory because also brightness and darkness. Like you can't say that someone that's seeing yellow is looking at it as if it was blue, like a navy blue. Yeah, that's yeah. It doesn't but make the any thing sense. Is, but the beautiful thing about this podcast and and our friendship is that I'm not shitting on your opinion. The a true friend would find an opposition to your opinion so we could work it out. The the true uh, uh, power behind argument is to come to a con- conclusion, right? It's not to prove that you're right up, uh, other than someone else. It's to come to an understanding. That's the beauty. That's why the Greeks were so amazing because they debate, right? Politics. I love that Democracy. Shit. Democracy. Democracy. Exactly. I really like the focus on arts when we were talking about the 
yep. the Romans, for instance, mm. and how that became a big thing because they were no longer they've moved on from no longer being primitive and just survival, and they've gone, hey, hang on, we can enjoy these things. We've built this civilization. Now we can enjoy arts. Mm. Someone has mm. done something. Ooh, creativity. You know, and that just put humans on another level. It was no longer, how do we hunt this mammoth mm. without dying? It was like, mm, yes, I like looking at these blobs of paint on a canvas and it brings me joy. Do you know what the cool thing about the Roman Empire was? So you've got you've got Italy, right? <laughs> the boot of Europe. You've got the boot of Europe. Das Boot. You've got this small little town called Europe, right? Romulus and Remus created. Wait, Hank, Rome. Hey? You said small little town called Europe. Oh, sorry, Rome. Yeah, Antioch. So you've got this small little... (laughs) Oh, I thought it was just you, Joel. You've got this small little province called Rome, right? You've got criminals and outcasts throughout Greece and Rome who had nowhere else to go. Rome was the only place that offered anyone. Anyone wants to come... And then that's where they came, and then Rome built from there. So Rome didn't just build from, like, progressive, happy people. It was, like, the outcasts and criminals who had connections to all these other areas, right? And thanks to the Tuscans, um, yeah, but uh, Rome, Rome was – Rome is very much like Australia. It was founded on criminals and, and vagrants and et cetera. So maybe Australia will be the next longest-lasting empire. I give it another 300 years. Maybe we might get there. If one was immortal, one would get to see that. (laughs) So what I was saying before about America being the superpower and there could be an end to it, the reason I came up with that is because, like, there's a lot of shit happening right now that's, like, cutting out America. And it's like, "Eh, we're sick of this bullshit law that you're setting. Like, we're sick of trading in U.S. dollars. Fuck you. So there's a bit of trouble happening with that America superpower at the Momo, which I'm very interested to watch. <laughs> Momo. <laughs> Who do you're you, welcome. Who do you think welcome. you are? You're welcome. <laughs> I put a comedic twist on it. Whatever. Oh, I don't want this podcast to end. I don't want Adam to leave. So this you're excited to watch that? What? I'm what not excited. Un- what unfolds? I'm concerned and I'm intrigued as to what happens there because I'm concerned for us because we're very much like – Oh, yeah, we're protected by the big America. We're Australians. We just do our own thing, whatever. No, we're very much Suddenly, the Mortys. I feel like a lesser person because I can't do voices like that. <laughs> Come on, you can. Hey, if anyone can do no. voices, it's this guy. Yeah, but I'm not going to flex it on our dear no. guest here. No, no, we won't do that. If, you, a- if you're upset about a tyrannical, <laughs> autocratic power overtaking places that they that don't belong to them and... You know, enslaving people and Are you trying things to bring this back to my hang on, hang on, hang on. Let him finish. Huh? Let him finish. Let him finish. <laughs> Please continue. Then have I got a movie for you? Okay. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. No, it centers on a on a a very powerful entity making its way throughout throughout a society, so to speak. Europe, and they um, they gradually take over bits until someone rises up and decides, you know, this isn't what's best for everyone. Let's move forward. Let's try get rid of them. And that, my friend, is Star Wars. <laughs> on, on that note, thank you for listening to the Two Leader Podcast. This has been our guest, Adam. Thanks, everybody.